you think darkness is your ally. You only adopted the dark. I was born in it, molded by it. I didn't see the light until I was already a man. How's that for a bane? <laughs> Welcome back to the RMP, guys. I'm Zachary, host of this fucking podcast. If you want to hit me up, you can always email me at Zachary at therebelminded.com or check out my newsletter on Substack at therebelminded.substack.com where all my content is together and all my content is free. And we're here to question the mess, make some rebel actions, and start living life on our own terms. And I want to know, how do we live life as our true selves? The self that will look into us at the end and ask us, did we do it all? So I actually was Bane one year for Halloween. Uh, with going to a party with an ex, it was ridiculous. But it, my favorite costume, probably by far. It was also a time that I was in the best shape of my life, which was fantastic. But uh, yeah, it was. I mean, Bane's like my f- favorite villain. Villain. I mean, if it wasn't for Deadpool being an antihero, I might say Deadpool, but. Bane's pretty fantastic. So where's everybody at? So okay, so I want to I want to reemphasize the importance of physical health as I drink my cooked fish smelling tea. Um, <laughs> I want to reemphasize the physical part of things, uh, the physical health, because I, I've been talking to a lot of people honestly about the, the little things that we miss in our physical health, um, the things that make what we are. The importance of your physical health is what makes you everything that you are. I think that it's a staple. I think that it's necessary. I realize that whenever I am tired, it's because I'm not working out and it's because, and it's because that lack of working out that I don't sleep well. It's a crazy weird cycle. Um, and it's hard to do when you don't want to do the physical things, when you don't want to have a good diet, if you don't want to pay attention to your sleep, if you don't want to pay attention to your screen time, if you don't want to pay attention to your hydration, but I'm telling you, this stuff is super important. Um, so I hope that you guys are, are really, truly attacking that. I think that if you base yourself around your hydration, your food, your exercise, your sunlight, your uh, your de-stressing factors, and your ability to stay connected to your community and the people that um, make you feel loved and validated and basically human, then your life is going to get so much better. As far as hierarchy of needs, those things. Um, I think it's called Maslow's hierarchy of needs that that really puts those into perspective. But I hope you guys are really taking care of yourselves and I hope you're finding out whatever it is that you love to do. That's, you know, I hope that you come here to hear questions that force you to question yourself and figure out what you love to do. Um, beyond that, a lot of things have happened over the last couple weeks for the first time in my life. Are you, are you ready for this? Are you ready for this? I don't want to be too graphic here, but, uh, I saw for the first time in my life, a dildo, a very massive one. And I'd like to tell you that it comes from a provocative, intimate story, but it doesn't. And it was probably about eight inches long and like pink orange and the size of my fist and it was on the side of the road (laughs) i did a double take to check (laughs) and it was for sure it was the the most odd shaped thing 
that I've ever seen in the road. And like, you could see like at the cup, right? On the suction cup of what you would stick it to. And uh, I was taken aback. I was actually shocked. I didn't expect to see a dildo in the dirt. And I guess that puts a new um, meaning to dick in the dirt. That's the first time I've seen a dick in the dirt. It makes sense. I mean, that that phrase totally makes sense now. Dick in the dirt. It was very dirty. Uh, probably in multiple in multiple ways. <laughs> but uh, that happened. Um, I had a going away thing with my friends where I drank far too much whiskey and I lost track of who it was and I got really sick that night and then the next morning and hangovers like that are very rare for me and uh, I would like to spread them as thin as possible because those aren't great I barely ever drink and when I do apparently I get carried away uh, but as you guys know I'm moving to Texas I'm trying to prepare for that I, I honestly think these next couple of episodes are pretty provocative as far as questioning and if you guys can't make sense of things or, or or you're wondering what it is that you're trying to question, dude, like hit me up because this is the story of my life. It's it's always been just about questions. For like the last six years, it's been about questions. And I'm telling you that the more you decide to question things, the more your mind opens up. It brings you into presence. It makes you, I want to say positively skeptical or wisely skeptical um it makes you confident it questioning the world around you and questioning yourself will change everything for you truly and that's what we do here so let's get into the next prompt i hope you guys are loving fucking life uh let's fucking go what is a man what is his purpose if we live in a world beyond evolution, natural balance, and coexistence, then what are we beyond a radical agent that bends these things out of their place? Can we ever be good? Or even with good intention, will we dissolve Mother Nature from her original path? I think it's hard to give attendance to her first over ourselves because survival mechanisms have evolved into selfishness and greed of a race. A power that has blinded us to collaborative inclusion symbiosis with the animal kingdom that still remains. We own a power that seduces us with advancement beyond natural order. No longer are our quote-unquote needs water, food, shelter, territory, procreation, and the continuation of a species, but now materialism, status, wealth, and legacy. It seems it's no longer about needs but options options and satisfaction and pleasure. So, is it wrong? Was the beauty of Mother Nature always meant to fade? Is where we are now as men the inevitable random path that evolution itself expects? Are we the one of infinite potential options that defines evolution? What will we do with our elite singular power? Now, I did kind of a, a little bit of a, a deeper dive just to create a bunch of questions to stir the mind a little bit more. So here they are. Do we have a responsibility? Since nature itself gave us a coincidental chance, then it was we that knocked her off a natural course, correct? Is dominant intelligence the incident? Is it that the synthetic creation removed from the natural? Do we owe the world our respect and aid to maintain a balance? At a minimum, we must, or else we would destroy ourselves by the need of what Mother Nature provides. 
Could our understanding of nature be the very reason we understand its fragile balance? Are we arrogant in thinking our impact is so little? Does it matter if catastrophe is a hundred years or a thousand years if we postpone action to give our world back its natural power? Can we expect such a world to provide such a viral species? Is it possible to have a population of 20 billion without massive destruction and depletion of the globe? In theory, if we could, would we agree to leave this world for another one to give back its beauty and health? If our path is so diverted from the natural direction of evolution, what does it mean for purpose? Do our individual decisions of what to live for matter in a world where purpose was creation and balance? Did we steal Mother Nature's purpose? If the world started 4.5 billion years ago, then how can we assume that we have purpose or that we should have control or rights to anything only because of our power? If the world came about by chance and spent billions of years without us, pulling itself together and creating life by chance, then where is it that we see our place? What does it mean to be a part of this world? What should we be doing as a byproduct of evolution, the very thing that gave us life? At this point, shouldn't our purpose always be driven toward maintaining the globe's diversity and expansion? Are we not, in a sense, the gods of the world? With so much influence and power, should it not be us to oversee everything else that exists that is susceptible to our superiority? Is this why we labeled God as the creator of rare miracles and the sideline spectator of suffering? Does that then justify the same parallel existence of man, that we watch the world fall apart knowing that we could step in, yet would rather put expectation on the world to somehow bring itself back to life? So I kind of went rounds with this one, and it is a theoretical, it's, you know, it's based on this idea that that science and evolution are the the main answer and it doesn't really incorporate religion just because that's what I believe in. But either way, whether we're religious or whether we are science-based, if, if we believe in um, evolution and Darwin's theory, it doesn't really matter because we still end up on top and we still end up the responsible species of a world that is susceptible to so much damage outside of its natural order it's it's symbiotic uh eco ecosystem um where everything is in place uh, the currents um the the weather the temperature of the oceans the temperature of the atmosphere the uh relationships of animals that we push to extinction and the, the way that they help others you know for instance like um what it would be like if if bees were extinct and couldn't pollinate what would it what it would mean if all the fish in the oceans died? What would, what it would mean if all of uh, our trees were cut down and we no longer had anything to uh, turn carbon dioxide to oxygen? Um, there's there's so many things, and the the biggest argument we seem to be having now is the timeline of what's happening, and it almost seems that it's it's, and I don't know what the timeline is. I truly don't. I I don't know if it's a hundred years or a thousand years, but I, I think that that is. It's irrelevant of the situation that we have because we are the most impactful species and because we do take more than we give and because we um, tear up the tear up the ground and for our own needs and tear up the ground for our our luxury. Um, we're taking everything from the only round blue sphere that is capable of giving us these uh, 
these elements and these products and all these things that we we love in life. And so I think my biggest point here was that regardless of when we think that the world is going to turn over into apocalypse, the fact is, is that we still are creating a bunch of damage. We still are at 8 billion people strong and growing, tearing apart something that has given us life, tearing apart something that is that seems to be very fragile and for some reason we're okay with it and i know it's easy to sit here behind a mic and say you know and and blame all of us but there is nothing else to blame there we can't blame the globe we can't blame any of the other species that exist because we're the ones outside of the natural order we basically are the gods and i honestly think that that's the thing that's that's bothering me most about this is that we are playing god um, regardless of regardless of how, how much we are paying attention to what we are doing and, and why we are doing it. And I think to take on the title of God means far more responsibility than what we seem to be portraying. And the other side of that coin is that as humans, we are so flawed and we are so tied back to our evolutionary uh, standards of of, uh, of <coughs> oh, excuse me of fear of uh, envy of territory of hierarchy that it's so easy to push to push to the side everything that would make sense in making sure that our natural ecosystem maintains itself and to me I mean not to be pessimistic but the way that we're going is only towards apocalypse is is only towards self destruction is only towards the deterioration of a the, the one system that creates life that if that if we can seek if we can look into the stars and not see life anywhere else and we are this this one flailing piece of fucking rock rotating through an ever-expansive universe and we're the only ones that are conscience conscious we're the only ones intelligent we're the only ones that have any sort of life then what are we doing about that life what is it that we think we can get away with and is it is it worth it more or less and the the darkness of it is that um, as much as we appreciate look to nature and think that it's sweet and think that it's amazing and and think that it's uh um is is what we are attached to and we realize that we come from it it's not enough to help out that natural world for some reason um our intelligence is our is our greatest strength and yet our greatest weakness it's our it's our greatest flaw and if i look towards our past you know I almost want to want to think that if there had been only been one tweak in our consciousness if there had been only one tweak in our intelligence that allowed more patience from us or more of a awareness of of our link to the rest of the world that maybe we could have done things without destruction maybe we could have seen our mistakes and and quickly remedied them maybe we could have healed the world more than we decided to take from it maybe the the lack of patience is the is the very thing that has 
pushed us technologically forward at an amazing pace, but maybe that pace comes at the cost of not keeping ourselves neutral, not keeping ourselves in check with the world around us. And if we are going to be gods, then I think that we should act like them, not like the ones that we see in movies, not like the ones that um, that we think are only maintain power, but the ones that we that we understand have the consciousness to maintain beauty and to maintain life. And uh, yeah, yeah, I think I think that's the gist of all of my thoughts here, and. I think it's something that we we all individually need to pay attention to on a fantastically great scale because the way I see it is the globe and the 8 billion people that exist on it are the multiple connections in a brain like the globe is a brain, is the brain of this world and the only way to keep it together is that every individual uh person is a is a synapsis is a connection is a receptor of a negative or positive and the more we do for ourselves and the more we keep ourselves healthy i think the more potential that we have for keeping our global brain happy if that makes sense so this is what i think that it takes and this is something that i think we need to push forward to and it doesn't necessarily mean that everybody has to be an a, a global activist, uh, an environmental activist, a conservationist. Um, I think that we can do that on a very small scale in the way that we live, in the way that we may be able to humble ourselves in what we buy and what we consume. Um, I think the small tweak, because I think this goes hand in hand with we us following our dreams. If we can turn ourselves from a consumer to a creator, a consumer to a creator, we may make a far more impactful effect, positive effect on the world than we could even fathom. And that's being rebel-minded. So until next time, uh, I'll see you guys in the next podcast. Um, I hope you guys are doing great. I love the shit out of all of you. And praise Banksy Jesus over to my left. Um, I love you all. This is your host, Zach. Out. Hey, guys. I hope that all things we've brought here, including the people, have helped you change the way that you see the world. And if it has, then it would help us so much if you leave a rating and a comment on iTunes or give any feedback wherever you listen to the RMP. Thank you for listening in, and don't forget to follow and subscribe. Question everything, my friends.